What is up, everybody? This is the Iron Mind Aaron podcast, episode number six, brought to you by Dom Z Productions. He's the man that brings everything together, video, audio, everything you see in here. So going right into this, the title of this podcast episode is Reality Check. So I want you to draw your own conclusions by the end of this, but really um, it's about taking your power back and understanding where you're actually losing your power. So I'm going to start it off with a story. This story goes back to me in middle school. So picture a young Aaron Newman in the lunch line with my big hands here. And I was all at this time, all 92 pounds in eighth grade and all hands and feet. So I was gangly and goofy looking motherfucker. So I'm in the lunch line. I'm probably getting chicken nuggets because that's what was my main go-to. And the girl behind me was one of the popular girls. And I remember at this point in my life, my dad was out of work for going on two years at this point. He ended up being out of work for three years with an injury, so he was out on disability. So at this point, I couldn't get the clothes that I wanted. In eighth grade is like the cusp going into high school where everyone is worried about clothes that they wear, image. You know, you're like prepubescent. You're like worried about girls, what they think. Unfortunately, that's what, that was the main concern. So this girl behind me uh, bumps up into me. And at the time, this is going to date me, but there was these pants called skids. Skids were the shit. And if you put those two together, I think you can come up with your own joke. But they were these baggy pants with these weird, funky designs. And I bet they're going to come back around. And uh, these, they had this car going off the road sign. So I couldn't afford them. My parents were like strapped for cash. My mom was supporting the family. Dad was out of work on disability. The dad had like needed back surgery and it was all sorts of fucked up. So I remember being in the lunch line and this girl bumps into me and I had a long shirt on because everything at this time was fucking baggy. So she picks up my shirt to see if my pants that I was wearing were skids. They were not. She has the audacity to go, they're not skids. Oh, he's not cool. This shit destroyed me in the lunch line like I unraveled you would never know it looking at me and visually looking in like you'd be like oh I kind of shrugged it off I almost pretended I didn't hear it but I fucking did and this shit stuck with me literally for I mean 20 years easy and I remember being fucking I'm like if I ever see this girl again fuck her I'm gonna say something to her da 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 and I took the story of someone rejecting me based on the clothing that I was wearing, a pair of weird fucking baggy pants that were in style at the time in the the, the mid-90s or wherever the fuck it was, and I let the story in my head like snowball into something that was crazy, and it was like I needed to have clothes to impress people if I wasn't dressed up and dressed to impress, if I went out on dates, if I went in public, if I went anywhere, that I wasn't good enough unless I had the right clothes. This was so much to the point that I missed out, and this is, uh, throwing this out there is the first time I've actually said this, but I missed out on a friend's wedding because I didn't have a suit. Now, I have never owned a suit until three years ago. My first suit I ever bought was for my, uh, one of my best friend Steve Krebs' wedding. First fucking suit. And I was like, I was insecure about wearing the suit. I love suits. I love suit jackets. I got them. Like, now it's fucking, it's not a thing. But my perception... In the story that I built, in this ongoing story in my head, I wasn't good enough based on the clothes that I wore, right? So I did this. 
the person that said this, this was a, this was a, uh, a four shit. It was like less than a, a couple second inter interaction. What she said affected me to the point based on my self-esteem at the time that I created all this suffering in my life and created the stories that, that really kind of fucked me up for a bit. And now I look back at it and I kind of laugh at it. And, uh, you know, things kind of turned around when I saw her at my class reunion and she was pretending she didn't know anybody and she was like 30 pounds overweight. It's not a crack of people being overweight, but for this girl who was clearly at that time, looking back, struggling with her own self-esteem because she had to pick out me to see her grown up when you're, you know, really in fully charge of yourself, your body and your health. And she was still struggling. Still fucking, she played this game at the high school reunion like she didn't know anybody. You know, like, like, come on, really? Like, you know every fucking person here. And she's like, oh, I'm sorry, do I know you? Do I know you? Everybody at the high school reunion was like, did, uh, did so-and-so come up to you and ask you if they knew you? And, like, we were, like, laughing. It's like, you know, this is the turnaround and this is karma. So what does this mean? Well, it means that I'm in charge of my own suffering. So life is going to hand you a whole bunch of fucked up shit. That is life. So we look at disease, I look at, you know, I look at tragedy, you know, we look at, you look at school shootings, look at all the shit that happens, and it's fucked up, and you have no way to explain it. But the stories that we attach to what happens um, in these instances, and this was so brief that it was that powerful that I created it, I put power onto that, I made a story out of it, and I created it. I've done this in so many areas of my life that I've actually started to go back and kind of like, you know, weed out the garden. So I'm going back through and pulling all these stories. I'm like, that's bullshit. I created it. That's bullshit. I created it. This happened, but this is a story I created and look at all this stuff. So we look at tragedy, we look at disease, you know, we look at death, we look at uh, people losing jobs, shit. You look at breakups, relationships, anything across this spectrum that we look at and the story ends you know, after the incident happens. How we choose to react and move forward is completely under our control. So I really want you to challenge yourself and understand that if you're suffering, it's your fucking fault. And I'm gonna take a break and take a pause on that for a second and let that sink in. So really, when we think about this, your suffering is 100% your fault, whether you're in a bad relationship and you put up with it. And this is some hard fucking things to deal with. So when I, I'm not, trust me, I am a, a man who's been through it all. And I want you to understand that if I'm talking about these things and they're triggering you and you're like, what the fuck is this guy talking about? You might want to do some work in your own personal life. And I'm not being insensitive at all. Understand that if you're in a situation, you are in complete control of your life. 100% of the fucking time. I want you guys to get that. And I look at it. So if you're in a relationship where you're not being valued, you know, it's abusive, you can walk away. If you're in a job that you fucking hate going to every single day of your life, you're in control of walking, walking away, leaving. I want you to understand this every fucking day. And if you go to your job, if you go back to that house in that relationship, and you do anything that is something that causes you pain and you create this story of suffering, that is your fault. And let that echo and let that ring clear. And you, I get fucking goosebumps when I talk about this because it was so powerful. I created a story from a fucking middle school lunchroom 
20 years ago, over 20 years ago, that cascaded through the rest of my life where I was fucking worried about the clothes I wear. Well, fuck, who gives a shit what clothes I wear? Nobody looks at me and says it. If not, fuck you, say something to me. Come on, say I have shitty ass clothes. Go ahead, say something. You're going to get a different side of me. Maybe you might get punched in the face. I'm not sure. I can't guarantee either way. But the moral of the story is we create all this suffering. And you talk about people, and I see people on social media all the time complaining about how bad their life is. And I'm empathetic, right? Because I've been there. And like, if you had talked to me two years ago, I was in the fucking trenches. I was in the fucking, the shit pit of fucking despair. And people are like, cool, bro. You, we know you had a rough patch. I had a rough patch, but guess what? It wasn't that bad. When I look back, that rough patch was created by me. I put myself in a bad position emotionally. Mentally, I put myself in my own prison. I am at fault for everything that I've done and experienced negatively in this life. Complete fucking ownership. There's power in that. And if you don't understand that, then you got some work to do. And, you know, I look forward to people posting on this and people commenting and people sharing this if it resonates with you because this creates power and this is going to awaken people to seeing that, you know what, I'm in complete control. Not only am I in complete control of my suffering, but guess what? I'm in control of my happiness. And I talk about this all the time. My happiness... I control that on a daily basis, and it's not selfish to stay happy. It's not selfish to do the work to be a happy person. It's not selfish to be the, like do anything for yourself. And I know too many people, too many men, too many women, and I even see kids today that are they don't they lack the ability to go after whatever they fuck they want. Like you should get up, wake up on fire, and go after whatever you want. The story shouldn't be to back off, to slow down. You know, our dreams are our dreams, and we're never able to get those. So when I talk about this being a reality check, it's really like you should wake in the fuck up. You know, and I, I see too many people, like, you know, they're, they're not happy in relationships. I get it. I was there. But that was my own fault. And I've been with some great women in my life. You know, and they've been powerful, and they were great at the time. And every relationship serves a purpose. Every relationship, every friendship I have serves a purpose. And I you know, think about people like, so-and-so fucked me over. And this was me. I'm a fucking vengeful motherfucker. I will get you back. And that, that, that was like my MO. I'm like, don't worry. I'm fucking patient. And I know I'm calculated. So when I think about this, I'm like, fuck these guys. They taught me a lesson. Screw me over, right? In college, I got screwed over for money. You get screwed over for these little things. And you want to go back and trust somebody. We don't ever draw these lines. We don't draw these lines of relationships. We don't draw these lines at work. You know, your employers ask them more, like in anything across the board, right? We don't draw these lines. But if you don't, that's my fault. It's my fault I didn't draw a fucking line as my voice cracks here because I'm getting fucking fired up. So understand that your suffering is your fault. So life, again, it's going to hand you some, some shit. You know, I lost my grandfather. I was in college. That was brutal. But everything after that was on me and not grieving properly. I know that now. Um, breakups, you know, whether it was something that I broke up with somebody or on the end event, I look at my divorce, you know, me in my situation, not seeing my daughter nearly or anywhere near as much as I should. And this is still present. This my emotional state from not seeing her and feeling disconnected and I made a comment earlier, I was talking to a friend about when I don't see my daughter, I feel like I'm detached from my heart. And it sounds like a sappy fucking 
soap opera story and like I'm trying to fucking you know put all this weight on it but I feel completely detached like in sometimes my ability to show emotion and feel emotion is so sedated by a mental process that I have to go through to deal with an absence of seeing my child that's on me and this is probably the hardest fucking thing I've ever had to fucking overcome but it's real and I understand that I have this and I understand that my emotions are on me and especially my suffering. I can create this ongoing story in my head that there's all these reasons and this and this and this and this. It doesn't fucking help me at the end of the day. You're not serving yourself. You're not helping yourself move forward. You're actually cementing yourself. You're in fucking quicksand. You're in emotional quicksand and you're sinking quickly. Anytime that you don't allow yourself to move on, to wrap up the suffering, say, shut the fuck up. I, okay, I did this. I have 24 hours. Cool. I grieved. Or maybe fucking break down and actually cry and show those emotions, then move the fuck on. But really, our suffering is a fucking, we create this, and it's a perpetual cycle. So I really want you to challenge the concept or the saying, you know, words hurt. Do they? And when I really drop this on you, I really want you to dig deep and think about, do, do words fucking hurt? No. It's our story on what was said to us that hurts us. We create this shit in our head about what somebody says. The damage they do with their words is ours. We do this. You're a piece of shit. You're a loser. Oh, I'm a loser. I'm fucking rejected. Fuck you. I'll never date you. You know, like, this, isn't, this wasn't me, but I'm just throwing the shit out there. But think about it. People are crushed by words. Why? Because we create these stories. We're rejected. Rejection's probably the worst things we can ever feel. And we're looking for this because we're like, you know, on a deep-rooted uh, aspect where, you know, it's like a tribe. So we need to fit in. We're this tribal culture. We need to fit in. If we feel rejected by anybody, by their words, we're hurt. So then we, like, try to shift our personalities. We try to accommodate. But I really challenge the whole saying and the whole concept that words hurt. Or what you, you can't take back what you say. Fact. You can't take back what you say. Fuck you if, you if you doubt me. Fuck you if you talk shit. But at the end of the day, I cannot let your words hurt me if I have my self-esteem and everything in check. So at the end of the day, I really want you to consider where you stand in life, where you're at currently. So this is the gut check that I want you guys to go through. And again, if this is kicking in and this is something that's resonating, share this shit. I want people to fucking, I want them to waken up when they fucking listen to these words. And understand that suffering, and I'm telling you, people are in some rough fucking spots. I had a gentleman reach out this week to me who was in a rough spot, and I made sure I reached back, and I'm like, I'm making sure, kind of going back and forth, that people understand that they need to be heard. You know, we talk about mental health. Fuck, man, it's scary in that people think that suicide is a potential solution. So if we know that suffering is such a major issue, I mean, man, it's fucking crazy that people can want to check out because they're suffering so bad. And that pain is legitimate, but that pain is self-created. So understand that suffering, you know, like it goes across the board, it's crazy. But I really want people to understand that their suffering can be fucking cut out the second they want it. Or I should say minimize, because I don't know every struggle, right? There's illness, there's cancer, there's all sorts of other shit out there. I get that. And that's not an immediate fix. But understand your attitude and the way you approach the, the cards that are dealt is completely up to you. So 
I will leave you on this today, and I want to make sure everybody got the reality check. Iron Mind Aaron, episode number six, brought to you by Dom Z Productions. Thank you, everybody. Have a good night.